Hi, I'm Jeremiah Johnston. Here's the podcast for The Jeremiah Johnston Show. And don't forget, if you want your question read on the live show, go ahead and send it to me at www.askjjj.com. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hey, Dr. Johnston. Hello. Uh, hello. Uh, well, since you guys are Christian thinkers. Swing, I just want to leave that question. I wanted to get your input on that. Sure, appreciate it. Thank you. God bless. That's my question. Thanks a bunch. Thank you. Welcome to the Jeremiah Johnston Show, combining cutting-edge biblical scholarship with meaningful, thought-provoking discussions and practical answers to your questions. It's time to own your faith and be a Christian thinker with our host, author, Bible scholar, apologist, and president of the Christian Thinker Society, Dr. Jeremiah Johnston. Welcome. It's great to have you to the program today. This is Jeremiah Johnston, and we have a special show lined up for you on Faith Radio Network. You know, I receive so many questions from individuals who are really hurting because they're struggling with depression. Um, and it's such a large topic, and I've had so many questions received at AskJJJ.com that you all have submitted um, that I really felt led with our team here at Christian Thinker Society that we needed to focus an entire program around depression, anxiety, and the fact that we can have hope right now, today. Even on this broadcast, you might begin, Aaron, you might be coming in right now and you feel hopeless, and yet I believe by God's grace and through the supernatural working of his Holy Spirit, through what you're about to learn and encounter and experience today on Faith Radio Network, I believe by the time this broadcast is over, you're going to have a ray of hope in your heart, soul, spiritual life. Uh, Secondly, so many of you uh, may not personally be struggling with depression or anxiety, but you have someone very close to you who is, and you need the tools, you need the resources, you need to be equipped, how to have important conversations, and you really need practical steps, like what are my immediate steps if I have someone in my home, under my roof right now, who I'm afraid uh, they're struggling with depression or anxiety. Friends, I'll never forget um, being a guest on Moody Radio Network, just taking live calls from people that had unanswered questions. And a mom phoned in. We've aired it on this show in the past. And she said, my son had undetected mental illness and depression and all the correlating issues. He took his life. And that word undetected has always haunted me um, because, gosh, I just pray. I pray that the Holy Spirit will always make me sensitive to the people around me, especially my own immediate family. And it's so easy to get busy in life, busy in the journey, um, that we just kind of ignore those that are closest to us. And we forget doing those little things like, hey, how are you doing today? Or just listening. Uh, One of the most important things we can do as followers of Jesus, and it's just cool, great people, uh, just be great listeners. Um, So today I've dedicated, I have a bunch of questions And I've dedicated this entire show to depression. We have a very important guest who's going to be joining us. He's on hold right now. His name is Dr. Gregory Jantz. He's a dear friend of mine. And uh, as many of you know, I've had the opportunity to rub shoulders with many uh, who are really the tip of the spear as it relates to ministering at the intersection of faith and mental health and mental wellness. Um, And Dr. Gregory Jantz comes to mind at the very top as someone who God has raised up. He has a PhD. He's a phenomenal Christian thinker, but he is a world-renowned expert in treating depression, 
anxiety, any of the correlating mental health issues. Um, And he's just been recognized as one of the top 10 go-to places in North America for healing depression. And by the way, they're the only faith-based go-to place in that top 10 list. Isn't that amazing? Um, So I'm excited to introduce him to you if you don't know him. Many of you you will have already heard him speak or you might have his books, but he has a brand new resource that's just been released called Healing Depression for Life. So what a perfect way to introduce him into this broadcast because I've been wanting to do a show on depression uh, for several months now, and I'm excited to have my friend Dr. Janch joining us. I'm delighted that God's Spirit is going to use our discussion to bring you hope and encouragement and immediate steps. So stay with us. This is the Jeremiah Johnston Show on Faith Radio Network. It's great to have you with us. I'll be right back with Dr. Gregory Jantz discussing healing depression for life. Welcome to the Jeremiah Johnston Show. I'm delighted to welcome back to the program someone who has become a dear friend and a wonderful Christian thinker, someone many of us dearly admire, Dr. Gregory Jantz, who leads the Center A Place for Hope. Dr. Jantz, welcome back to the program. Has it really been a year? My goodness. <laughs> Can you goodness. believe it? <laughs> well, it's good to hear your voice. Well, it is wonderful to hear your voice, and my gosh, you have been busy, my dear friend. We were together last, uh, speaking at a national conference with thousands of Christian leaders discussing mental health, and we were able to record our show together there, and I have just followed you ever since then. I knew of you, of course, before then, but in just growing our friendship, I've been just truly blessed by all the various ways in which the Holy Spirit is leading you, Dr. Jantz, to help so many people far and wide through your wonderful organization and for the benefit of our wider faith radio audience. uh, For those of you who may not know, Dr. Jantz is the founder of the Center, A Place for Hope, which is located in Edmonds, Washington. And by the way, this has been voted one of the top 10 facilities for treating depression in the United States. Just let that sink in. In fact, um, what I love about Dr. Jantz is his, what I call his holistic care. He pioneered whole person care in the 1980s, and he's now known as a world-renowned expert on everything from eating disorders, depression, anxiety, technology addiction, abuse, and how all of these things intermingle and weave together in our life uh, to form our mental wellness. Um, He's a leading voice and innovator in mental health, utilizing a variety of therapies, including nutrition, sleep therapy, spiritual counseling, and advanced DBT techniques. He's a best-selling author, ready for this, of 37 books. And I have in front of me, Dr. Jantz, your newest books, Healing Depression for Life. Now, friends, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast archive. We discussed for an entire program, Addiction. But today, I want to focus on these new books that you have written, Dr. Jantz, Related to Healing Depression for Your Life, Healing Depression for Life. I love that title, Healing Depression for Life. Can you just take us through these new works? And I have a few in front of me because I have the book and the 12-week journey to lifelong wellness, as well as your new book, Soul Care. But why, why Healing Depression for Life right now uh, in this stage of your career? Yes, what we did was, and this is the number one issue that we see, Jeremiah, from folks who come to us from around the country, help for depression, and I'm going to add anxiety, depression and anxiety. 
And, you know, if you live with somebody and this has been a real struggle, sometimes it can be frustrating. You don't know what to do to help. And for the person suffering, you know, a lot of times there's a lot of confusion around um, depression and, and just what to do. So we decided to put, well, our life's work so far into this book. And we really do believe in it that you can have healing. Uh, we look at depression like one big uh, thousand-piece puzzle, and there's a lot of different pieces. But let's pray for wisdom, the Holy Spirit's guidance, so we can start to put, and everybody's puzzle pieces are probably a little different, but let's put it together. And it might take a little time, but there's hope. So that's what this is all about, the premise that there's hope for all of us. Now, so many people are listening to you right now, and I mean, I'm, I'm reminded of the thousands of people that I have met um, in churches across the country who often suffer in silence, and they're yeah. listening to you right now. They feel like they're just overwhelmed by depression. Can you talk for a few moments about why there is truly hope if you're a follower of Jesus, but you're struggling with debilitating depression? Well, there is hope, and the World Health Organization tells us that right now— um, depression, they're calling it a disability. So the World Health Organization says depression is the number one disability in the world. So we're, I guess we're really talking about a, a global issue. And we do live in, in a time where uh, certainly we're seeing ages 12 to 17, a lot of increase in addiction and depression. And we know that for men age 50 and above, uh, this is a fast-growing uh, age group for uh, something as tragic as suicide. So uh, men 50 and above, uh, that's a growing area of concern for depression and suicide. So we look at this and go, okay, well, where is the hope? Mm. And I think w one of the frustrations that maybe all of us uh, who have suffered maybe from depression is, you know, we just, we go, we get maybe a pill or a medication, and we kind of hope that's going to be all we need to do. Right. And not, not that that was the wrong thing to do, but we just tend to do that as, okay, well, that's the only thing to do. And when that one pill doesn't work, then we, we, we go and we try another one. And I'm not anti-medication by any means, but what I'm saying is we need to look at what more do we need to be doing so that we can have long-term, sustainable uh, recovery from depression? And you call it a personalized approach that offers new hope for lasting relief. And the book, again, in my hand is Healing Depression for Life. And I love how you have strategically organized the book, part one, our mind, part two, our soul, and then part three, our body. Take us through that, if you would, Dr. Jantz. Yeah, that's, that's the, the basics of the whole person. And, you know, today there could be somebody, you know, you're suffering in isolation, uh, you, you've stopped doing the good things you enjoy, and maybe your sleep's affected, and maybe you want to sleep all the time or not, um, you can't sleep or you wake up in a cold sweat, and you have a lot going on, and your body's crying out to you. And that's why we've, we've got to look at, well, what could be some hidden reasons for that depression? Is there a medical reason? So often, I mentioned medications, but so often uh, there may be a side effect of a medication. It's creating some depression. Uh, we know that if your thyroid is is not functioning properly, you're probably going to have some depression, uh, digestive issues, you know, hormonal issues for men and women. 
Uh, here's an interesting little tidbit. Our, our intestinal tract makes about 90%, uh, the way God designed us, 90% of our serotonin. Most of us have heard of the word serotonin. It's, it's a chemical that we find in our brain that regulates sleep, has a lot to do with mood as well. So let's say that's not being manufactured in your gut, 90% of it. Well, there's a reason physically that your body could be experiencing some depression. So, again, we've got to look at, well, what's being overlooked in, in the body uh, that could be, could be contributing towards depression? That's why, and I know it sounds strange to say, but if you're suffering from depression, we probably have more resources and more uh, ways of helping than ever before. Isn't that encouraging for so many of you who are listening that um, the the medical treatment is not the be-all, end-all? And what I love about Dr. Gregory Jantz and why those of us at Christian Thinker Society have wholeheartedly endorsed his organization is he really looks at you body, mind, soul. And Dr. Jantz, I want you to talk for a moment. Just I know we covered this um, briefly a year ago, but we have yes. many more people listening to the show right sure. now, praise God, um, and many listening across Faith Radio Network live right now. Um, just give us the architecture a little bit for the Center A Place for Hope and how we can know more information and what you do at your headquarters, which has been called one of the top 10 places in America to treat depression. Sure. You know, what a news organization did a while back was they, they surveyed and, and interviewed patients and processes. And, and as far as faith-based, I believe that we were the only one on the list that uh, wow. had a foundation of faith. And that's important. Uh, so that's got to be our foundation. So uh, as you think about, this is our 36th year. Uh, sounds strange to say that, but uh, uh, we've been showing up for a while, let's say that. And um, we really uh, look at this as a team. Uh, we we build individual teams for people. So if you have more medical issues, you'll have more medical. And your team, uh, of course, there's counseling team, nutrition, dietitian. Uh, we even do fitness. So everybody gets a fitness assessment. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna look at and there's the faith piece. Uh, we're gonna look at all those different parts and have a team just for you. And your team's gonna meet every day and looking at goals. So it's a very concentrated uh, effort with a with a team. That, and we just find that works best uh, to bring it all together. So that's what somebody would experience. We're honored to, um, you know, it's a big deal to seek help and to say, yeah. okay, I, I need to do something different. And, and uh, I get that. That's a big step. Hmm. Friends, I want you to check it out. It's www.aplaceofhope. That is the website for the Center of Place of Hope. Again, let me give it to you again. I know someone in your life needs to look up this organization and, of course, Dr. Jantz's wonderful resources. But just go to aplaceofhope.com. And, Dr. Jantz, I've noticed, Audrey and I, my wife and I, we, we watch you on Facebook. You're constantly doing Facebook updates for the many people that follow you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just love it. I feel like I'm right there in your office listening to you offer people hope. And I want you to talk to, for a moment then, I, I want you to come back. I, I, I loved this chapter in your new book, Healing Depression for Life, A Hard Look at Hard Issues. And yeah. you, you, what, you, what made me think of it was what you just said a moment ago. Can you talk about 
how hard it is for a moment and how we all need to get the heart of Jesus towards someone who's struggling with depression. It is so hard to admit you're struggling. Can you talk about that for a moment? Yes, it can be hard to admit because sometimes uh, we have a lot of shame around it. Uh, the person who says, you know what, I'm a Christian, I love the Lord, and and you're embarrassed that you're suffering. And, and even... Uh, Maybe you've been told some things that simply aren't true. I've had people who have said, you know what, um, I've been told I must have some secret sin in my life. That's why I'm suffering. You know, mm, <laughs> And so yep. they can be really mi- misguided. And to the person that's, that's struggling, there's so many questions, and you feel like, man, I, I've, I've done everything I know to do, and I don't get why I have this thorn in my side. And, you know, there's times we've got to learn from that. There's times that maybe something's been missed, um, and it's really difficult because if you're living with somebody who's depressed, it's easy to start blaming. It's like, right. well, you know, if, if you would have only done, and, and we get into such frustration that we may have a tendency to, you know, to be hypersensitive or to blame, or uh, the person uh, that maybe is the caregiver and loves and cares about you uh they they don't know what else to do so they feel uh, mm. some helplessness as well right right friends we're talking about a major discussion a major discussion point today it is certainly in christian thinker society and probably in your life too we all know someone who's struggling with depression we have one of the leaders in our nation today dr jance we're going to be right back we've got to step away for a quick break we're talking about healing depression for life stay with us this is the jeremiah johnson show on faith radio Hey, we're back to the Jeremiah Johnston Show. We're talking to the individual who pioneered whole person, holistic care, Dr. Gregory Jantz, uh, beloved the world over because he's helped and offered hope to thousands, scores and scores of men and women, children, young and old alike who have come to Dr. Jantz at a center, a place for hope at a point of strategic crisis in their life. And they have found the hope and healing through Christ and his body through the great leaders which God has raised up. And Dr. Jantz, you're one of those. It's so great to have you back on the program. One of our best shows last year was the show that you and I did discussing addiction. Um, oh, and it's yeah. just an honor to have you. We're, we're covering such a massive topic today in depression. Um, for those who don't know what the first step should be, when, when they encounter a, let's just make it very personal, someone who's listening to us right now, and because, Dr. Jantz, we receive questions every week for this program, so we, we bring them together for a show like today on depression. Um, a mom or a dad who sees that their child has what, what may or may not be depression, how do they know and what are the first steps uh, that they should do if they fear their child may be depressed? Yes, and that's such a good question. Thank you. Well, one of the things we need to look at is, is this been a pattern. If it's a teenager, you know, there's there's certain seasons. So uh, right. I think we need to know there's some things that are normal that we walk through. But when it doesn't go away and you see a lot of isolation from maybe a peer group, uh, academic failure, uh, there may be some uh, experimentation or alcohol or drug, but you start to see maybe even a peer group change. Uh, maybe some real hurt or a kid maybe senses a, uh, some bully behavior or betrayal. But what we're seeing is 
um, they're not moving forward. They're wanting to maybe stick those ear, earbuds in and and all they do is escape, and they've disconnected. And I think that that's a that's a time of concern. Mm-hmm. Um, the disconnect. It you know kids will do this occasionally, but you see that they bounce back and they're right back into uh, being a teenager. So, right. but yeah. we're concerned when they don't bounce back and a month has passed and you're continuing to see academic sliding and you're uh, probably seeing uh, maybe some escapism behavior uh, and they don't want to participate in family activities, that, that's a point of concern. And you asked, well, what do we do? I think the big thing is we, we don't ignore it, um, but we mm. also understand that our, our kids – may have a limited ability to really share what's going on. Right. Uh, you know, if you've ever done this with a, if you have a young man in your house and you ask him, you know, what's going on, they, he may say, uh, nothing. <laughs> you know, they're not mm-hmm. using a lot of words. And so you're concerned. And as parents, we always go to the worst case, you know, scenarios. Right. But stay in the game with them. There's times where we maybe need to plug them in so somebody else is communicating with them. Um, but above all, uh, I have two sons uh, who are uh, 17 and 20. I We did a little bit of just um, uh, going for a walk this weekend with my youngest son because uh, uh, boys, they're going to communicate better when there's movement. And, yeah, you know, right. I, always, I, always, I always stick something in his hand, man. He, uh, he has a <laughs> swing and a stick or something. Yep. Um, um, they'll communicate more. Uh, boy, boys need movement. Uh, so if you have something really important, get them out. Get them moving and have conversation with them. Uh, they're already feeling heavy. So I'm just saying stay in the game with them. Mm. So good. Friends, if you're just joining us on Faith Radio Network, we're talking with Dr. Gregory Jantz. He is the leader uh, and founder of the Center, A Place for Hope. Isn't it wonderful that we can give hope? I often say when I speak, Dr. Jantz, we are the people who bring hope. We can't find hope anywhere else except through the body of Jesus Christ. Um, Dr. Jantz, I want you to speak for a moment. What I love about this show is we ask the hard questions. We don't leave any question unturned. And you and I are both, uh, we're both in the major leagues, as it were, discussing this issue from different, different angles in many ways. And I want you to talk, I want you to offer hope for a moment to the Christian leaders who are listening to you right now. We have many pastors, we have many Christian leaders, God has given them influence, God's using them, and yet they may be struggling with depression right now. How, you know, they can't tell yeah. anyone because they have a Pharisee on the second row who's going to judge them. You know, they're a Christian leader, so they shouldn't be depressed. Never mind right. Elijah literally wanted God to kill him one day. Um, you know, can you talk for a minute? Can we just open this for a minute? I want to I bring hope to a leader who's, who's discouraged today. They don't know if they're depressed. They might be just the grind of ministry life. Um, what do you say to them? One of the things is um, we have the great privilege of working anywhere from two to three pastors uh, a month who come to see us, and and we've got to understand the uniqueness of their world, the uniqueness of the expectations, and the question is, how do I uh, maintain my own well-being, uh, even physically, and take care of myself? And and figure this out. And so, so many times um, we find the depression and particularly anxiety can be just paralyzing. 
Um, not mm-hmm. long ago, took a call from a pastor. He said, I found myself curled in a ball on the floor on a Monday morning. Wow. And he said, I, I realized I needed to do something. And so it can get so, you know, it's depression and anxiety and, you know, and, and this chronic stress is kind of a ticking time bomb. You know, all yeah. of us, I, I did it. You just keep going and going and going and mm-hmm. six months have passed, a year past, and then your body physically is starting to cry out to you and you're not sleeping well. And so one of the things is uh, we want to have uh, a sensitivity to others who are, are struggling so the Lord can really use our our gifts. And so we've got, and I think there's a responsibility to do our very best to care for ourselves. Mm, and, right. um, and, and sometimes we've got to change. Sometimes the pattern or lifestyle of, of the pastor may not really be sustainable. I mean, the schedule, <laughs> the way things yeah. go. And we got to, can I keep doing this and maintain my sanity? Um, yeah. You know, what's, what's God saying to me? So mm. sometimes there's things that need to change. And um, I think, too, there can be struggles even with addiction and secrets. And, and where do I go to talk about those things? Right. And where, where do they go? I mean, where, I mean, I think this is where I think this is the world the pastor lives in. Hopefully they have a, a core accountability group. Um, but, you know, I often say Christians don't gossip. We just share prayer requests. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We've got to pray for our pastor. So where, where does yeah. the Christian leader go, in your opinion, Dr. Jance, who's struggling today? I think they need a safe place. They need a safe voice. And they need to connect in with those that understand their world. In our case, we have a, a whole private setup, and we only work with uh, one one pastor at a time because many of them know each other, <laughs> and and yeah. uh, and the confidentiality they have to know this is safe. Right. Um, you, you know, we actually kind of make uh, people invisible, and and even have mm-hmm. different na- names. Um, because it's got to be so safe, um, and that's the big thing. Who who do I trust to get the help I need? So I encourage a pastor. Um, you know, we have we've had pastors call us, and they haven't given us their real name initially because they're yeah. they're testing to see is this trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say I get that. <laughs> I understand. Absolutely, I do too. You know, 20, you know, and you probably have more current statistics, but everything I read points to at least one out of four pastors right now are struggling from depression. Is that, is that accurate, Dr. Jance, or is it, is I that think in, in our, in our experience, that would be true. And depression can mean a lot of different things, but it, it's a low, low grade or high grade, uh, and you have all these symptoms that don't seem to go away. And, and you know, unfortunately, and it's hard to even say it, but, you know, we've had, in California, uh, three pastors that have committed suicide this year. Right. Hmm. I mean, um, so we, we've got to look at this. We really do. And uh, friends, I've, I've talked about it in my unanswered Bible study. I mean, a pastor who preached on Romans eight twenty eight and then went home and hung himself that very day. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, just so many sad stories that 
these individuals who feel that there's just no one to talk to, no way out. And so um, can you talk to us for a moment? And I know you cover this in Healing Depression for Life and in the Companion Workbook, but how important it is for those of us who are filled with the Holy Spirit to have this gift by God of discernment to go talk to someone who we think might be struggling. Um, Can you talk to us for a moment, Greg, Dr. Jantz, about those of us who the Spirit of God speaks to us as Christians, you know, I think that individual, that friend, that person, I think they might be struggling. Can you talk about how important it is to just break through and have a conversation, just say, hey, I'm here if you need me. Can you talk about that for a moment? Yes, I think reaching out and just building a a bridge. Now, a person at first, you know, may not be super receptive, or you just may have hit them at the right time, and they are ready to talk. Um, But to show, first of all, care, compassion, acceptance, um, that just means so much. Um, And sometimes it's just, like I did with my son, it's it's being with them, it's going for a walk, it's uh, just being physically present, uh, and then, you know, sometimes the sharing comes later. But to listen to God's voice, and, uh, you know, there's times where you may say to somebody, hey, I just feel led to uh, just check in with you, and you are, you are so valued and cared about. Um, so we're always going to really sincerely let them know how much they are valued and cared about um, so they know that they can share safely. But but listen to God's voice and, and be bold. This is so good. Again, friends, if you're just joining us, our guest today is a returning guest to this program, Dr. Gregory Jantz, um, a phenomenal Christian thinker, a wonderful individual whom God is using at the Center of Place for Hope. Dr. Jantz, take us through a quick list of, uh, I love your holistic, you know, preach to us for a moment, you know, convict us <laughs> about just the physical side of depression and how if we're not doing what we need to do, taking care of our temple, um, how we shouldn't be surprised if we start having different kinds of thoughts. Well, I'm immediately reminded of, uh, you know, taking care of our temple, which is interesting uh, to think about that. Now, I, I live uh, near near Seattle, and if you live in Seattle, uh, drinking a little caffeine, uh, caffeine is required, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. But um, we had, a, had a, a wonderful gentleman, suffered, well, it was 20-some years, he said, from depression, uh, did a lot of different things, and he came to us. And one of the things we look at is, um, you know, what's been going in your mouth? What are you eating or drinking? You know, what, mm-hmm. How are you caring for your temple in that regard? And he he shared that over time he had worked himself up to uh, about 20 to 24 cups of coffee a day. Oh, my gosh. And so, <laughs> yes. Now, this is – and so – is that, that he said, well, you know, it's two, two of those small home-brew coffee pots. And so we figured out, well, that's 20, 24 cups of coffee a day. But over time, that's what he was doing. Mm. Well, nobody had a- actually stopped to ask, you know, what are you putting in your mouth? Well, you're going to probably have some depression and anxiety if you're drinking 20 cups of coffee a day. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right. right. <laughs> that's exactly right. But, you right. know, he, he just – that was just a habit – uh, over time, he felt like he needed. That's what kept him going. As, as odd as that sounds, he hadn't drawn the connection between what I was putting in my mouth and maybe some symptoms I was having. 
Wow. So sometimes, you know, sometimes we, we're doing things uh, that we don't really at first realize what this really could be doing to us. It's so true, friends. Um, we've got to step away for a quick break. Um, we're talking with Dr. Gregory Jantz. We're talking about body, mind, soul treatment, healing, depression for life. Stay with us. We'll be right back after these messages. Johnson Show on Faith Radio Network. It's a joy to have you with us today. We're having a fantastic conversation. Healing Depression for Life is the brand new book by my good friend, Dr. Gregory Jantz, who is the founder of a center, the Center of Place for Hope. Uh, and what a fantastic discussion we're having. If you're just catch, uh, tuning in, you're going to want to go back and listen to this entire broadcast. So go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. And God bless you as you do that. Um, Dr. Jantz is a recurrent guest now on our show. Uh, we did a show uh, about a year ago now on addiction um, that God's Spirit has used tremendously to bring people hope and healing. Uh, but today we're discussing his brand new book that's published by Tyndale and it's Healing Depression for Life. I have it right here in my hands. It has a companion 12-week journey to lifelong wellness, the workbook. And I, I love this. This is how I publish too, Dr. Jantz. I love a book with a workbook. People can get so yes. much more out of the content. Uh, but you've written a 12-week journey to lifelong wellness. And then an additional resource that goes with it called Soul Care, Prayers, Scriptures, and Spiritual Practices for When You Need Hope the Most. A Healing Depression for Life resource. Wow. Uh, friends, um, I don't know of three more important resources that are current that marshal the best of uh, the spiritual life, the best of our Christian faith, with the best of medical research uh, and practical application. So I want to encourage you to buy these books, get them on your shelf. You, you never know. You may need them, uh, but you certainly know someone in your life who needs them. Um, we're talking about depression, and Dr. Jantz, you said in our first segment, uh, very close to depression is anxiety. Can you talk about the fact that so many of us, when we have anxiety, we spend a great deal of time in the what-if world? Oh, yes, yes. And anxiety is being uh, called right now uh, the new depression. So we have so much anxiety and anxiety usually means you have some physical symptoms as well. Maybe it's the sweaty palms, heart rate goes up, you feel it in your gut. So anxiety means, yeah, my body's feeling it. Uh, and, you know, mm. you can become a, you can be a worrier and you're running all those what ifs, what ifs. But you can take worry and turn that into anxiety. And then, you know, you're waking up during the night. Uh, and maybe you feel like you're having a panic attack during the night. So fear which I'll call the great paralyzer, fear and anxiety. You know, in a real spiritual sense, the enemy uses fear to paralyze us and freeze us from doing anything. Um, so when I think about anxiety, uh, depression and anxiety certainly can live together. Maybe some people might have a whole lot more anxiety, but uh, they're, they're closely related. So when you think about anxiety, um, it's a form of fear that's begun to get your body physically. And, and you know, there's a lot of scripture that talks about fear, and at times, you know, it's like, well, why do I have this? And that's where i got to dig in deep. Is something going on in my body physically that this is a physiological response? So pray for wisdom, that the sources. Now, I think, too, uh, if we have hidden things in our life, maybe there's a hidden addiction, 
uh, pornography addiction, alcohol, but a hidden addiction is going to create some anxiety. So am I hiding things in my life that create fear? That, that could be an important question. Hmm. Mm. And uh, Dr. Jantz, I mean, just I want you to keep going. This is such a great answer, and it's helping so many. Um, so many of us live in this what-if world constantly that it's impeding us. It's turning into a chronic depression. Um, like Winston Churchill said, you know, I've worried about so many things, most of which, you know, never happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, we can also like learn. Some of us grew up in families where it just felt like there was a lot of fear, and you just learn to be an anxious person. Like you know, when the, the whole thing, when the next shoe is going to drop, or something's going to happen, uh, and so you you live with that that hypersensitivity that something bad's going to happen. Now, if you've had trauma in your life, severe trauma, physical, sexual, emotional. Uh, having trauma in our life can create a lot of anxiousness because it's like, mm. um, when's that going to happen again? And and I feel very anxious because of that trauma. So that's important to look at. Uh, one thing I have not yet mentioned would be a, f- a lack of forgiveness or unforgiveness. Uh, if I'm carrying a lot of bitterness, resentments, a lot of just undealt with hurt in my life, uh, I'm going to probably feel anxious and depressed, and, and maybe I need to deal with some past pain. Uh, uh, and so f- forgiveness is an important piece to always look at if I'm struggling uh, with depression or anxiety. we just got to cover all the bases. I love this. And friends, if you're just joining us, I want you to go to drgregoryjance.com. Check out his website. There are links there to all of his social media. You're going to sign up for his email list. Um, Dr. Jantz, I want to ask you to just continue to press into this theme. The book, friends, is Healing Depression for Life. There's a book, a companion workbook, and then an excellent book full of scripture. Um, Can you discuss for a moment? I want to role play with you for a moment. Um, Pretend that we're skeptics, and I just want to ask you a question. Pretend I'm the skeptic. Um, sure. Does faith really make a difference for someone that's struggling with depression? I mean, come on, does it, you know, we're, I appreciate what you're saying about the physical care, the soul care, but I mean, does faith really make a difference if someone is struggling today with depression? Yes, and here's here's what we found out. Uh, we began to do uh, surveys after somebody had has gone through care with us uh, approximately one year later, uh, follow-ups to see how they were doing. And Now, we have an alumni support program that people are a part of, but at the one-year point, the common thread that people would say is, well, I, you know, I learned a lot of skills and I've changed a lot in my life, but really it was my faith that's kept me going and kept me strong. And that, mm. that's, come up, that's come up over and over and over. Now, that was nothing that we necessarily told them. It was something they experienced. Wow. So it was, you know, they appreciated so much the tactics for caring for their mind and their body, but it was their faith that sustained them throughout the course. And is that really the key to healing depression for life? I mean, you're not going to do it without faith. I think that's got to be the foundation that we work from. It's got to be our hope. It's where we're going to get that that meaning. Uh, it's going to give us that that purpose. Where am I going with this? And I've had people say, you know what, I have to be really careful. If I start to get into old patterns, my depression comes back. 
Um, and that's where I, I feel God's saving grace in my life because I'm not repeating those old patterns and staying stuck. You know, it's not that we're perfect. We may stumble on our road to recovery and and grow stronger. But that whole piece of really God's grace and understanding God's love for me so that I then have a sense of, you know what, I can be of service to others too. Dr. Jantz, can you help us understand forgiveness better? I know you've written on it extensively, but I'm I'm not surprised, but I am fascinated to hear that from your extensive research that a lack of forgiveness can be a trigger for depression. Um, can you help us define what forgiveness is? Is it saying sure. that it's okay if I was mistreated or abused? Like, what? How do we define it? I think we don't necessarily have a good working definition sometimes. Right, and I, I do believe at times we we haven't quite, you know, drawn uh, connected all those dots of what that really means. Well, if I've been injured and wounded, and uh, that just stays with me and poisons me and affects my ability to have close or intimate or trusting relationships. And, and we've all met somebody who just seems like, man, there's a chip on their shoulder and, and that you can almost feel resentment radiating from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a need for forgiveness. Now, forgiveness doesn't mean I have to be in relationship with the person that injured me. Forgiveness doesn't mean that they were right. Um, but forgiveness really is for my ultimate well-being, and it releases some other things in our lives. Uh, it releases the need to get even. It releases a sense of gratitude. If, I'm, if I become an initiator of forgiveness, uh, I probably people probably want to be around me. <laughs> I'm probably emotionally safe. And so it changes our relationships. Uh, I move away from something that I call a spirit of blame. And you've been around people. All they do is just kind of just always blaming, blaming right. or, or a critical spirit. No matter mm. what, when you're around them, they're, they're, they're always finding something wrong with, with something. And they've developed a critical spirit. I, and I think that can relate back to a lack of forgiveness. So you think about all the things I can be free from. And I, I think with gratitude, I think joy comes back. And really, it's a decision for ourselves. And I think there's some wounds that forgiveness is a supernatural intervention of God's love in our life. And it's because it's bigger than we are. It just unleashes God in an area where perhaps only he can turn it around, where only he That's can right. begin healing. So what I'm hearing you, Dr. Jan, say is forgiveness, it doesn't necessarily condone something that happened to us. It doesn't condone it, but it does set in motion a process by which you begin freeing yourself from the chains of the past. You start healing. It allows you to move forward um, in a place that essentially... We learn from the past, but we don't live there. Is that what you're saying? Forgiveness is can be defined yeah. by? We're not living there, and we're not dragging it around and having it uh, poison our, our current relationships. And, you know, and we work with people who, I, who've been deeply wounded and, right. and traumatized, and, I, and the pain is real, and they certainly have good reason to be uh, hurt and angry. That would be normal, um, but you don't want to stay stuck there. No, and friends, I 
I would just add, we've got to tie it up in two minutes. You know, forgiveness is that beautiful Greek word, aphiemi in Greek. It means to permanently dismiss, liberate completely, discharge, send away, release. In other words, let it go. And isn't it beautiful (laughs) when C.S. Lewis said, we can forgive the unspeakable in others because God has forgiven literally the most unforgivable in us. It's a beautiful perspective. Dr. Jantz, I want to ask you, we have 60 seconds left. Um, how can we have hope when we have depression? We can do it through soul care, body care, faith care. You have the last word on this broadcast today. Oh, well, thank you, first of all, for having me. Such an important topic. We just need to make a decision today. I'm going to do something. I'm going to gather more information. I'm going to do something new. And number two, I'm going to pray for wisdom that God will show me what are my missing pieces to the puzzle. Do I need to go somewhere, see someone? But Lord God, show me my missing pieces. And I ask for wisdom to do that. You can hear the peace in his voice. He's Dr. Gregory Jantz. He's the founder of A Center, The Place for Hope. I want to encourage you, please, I want to implore you, check it out. Connect with him on social media. Let Dr. Jantz and his team bring encouragement, hope, and healing to your life. We all need it. And then secondly, pick up his brand new book, published by Tyndale, Healing Depression for Life. I love that title, the companion workbook, and as well as the resource guide of Excellent soul care, prayer, scriptures, and spiritual practices. Dr. Jantz, you're amazing. I love you. I hope you'll come back to the program again. Oh, it's so mutual, and thank you for having me. Um, Thank you. Thank you, my brother. We'll be back with my final thoughts. Stay with us. This is Faith Radio Network. Back to the program. This is Jeremiah. I want to give a final word of encouragement Um, To so many of you who have discussed with me, you know, what do I do? How do I reach out to someone um, who's struggling with depression or anxiety? Um, And friends, I just want to tell you one of the most important engagement principles that you can learn with your children or with your grandchildren, with people in your Bible study, with people you work with, is this wonderful engagement principle I called being curious, asking questions, allowing the other person to be the expert. And I just want to say this about... Um, just more of a general theme about Christian thinkers and what it means to love God with all our heart, mind, and soul. It really is meaningless if we're not willing to reach out and minister to those around us. The goal is not to be the smartest person in the room. And being smart does not mean that I think others are stupid. Um, In fact, I think when you know more about your faith, when you take your faith seriously at an emotional, spiritual, and critical level, it actually makes you more comfortable more relaxed, more of a listener, less talkative, and more inquisitive. And I think that's a perfect segue um, to finalize this show today. The best technique to use with anyone um, who you feel is struggling is to ask questions. You know, I've noticed, and I hope you have too, that people respond so much better to questions than to assertions. I think that questions, I, I think there's a couple reasons, but I think questions require something of the person to whom you are speaking. Um, They're conversational. They invite someone into a conversation. They can be flattering rather than just making a blind assertion. You know, when we know a friend or a family member is struggling emotionally or with anxiety or depression, we need to be extra curious. We need to take an extra bit of time into them personally. And we need to inconvenience ourselves and allow that God's spirit would say, you know what, Um, God, you want me to um, change my plans tonight. I'll never forget Um, A father that said, 
I was in a business meeting. I'm a very business, busy businessman. The Holy Spirit spoke to me to go home. I canceled my meetings. I went home. I encountered my son in a crisis, and I'll never forget what he said. I believe it saved his life. And so that whole important fact that when you are a follower of Jesus, God's Spirit has given you discernment. He will speak to you when you need to go out of your way to reach out to somebody. And so I think just a very relaxed, calm way we can do that is just by simply raising questions, letting the other person be the expert, taking a special interest in someone who's hurting or struggling, and always doing it not as a Pharisee, but with the heart of Jesus. And you know, the greatest thing we can do, as I often say on this program, is have the ministry of presence with someone who's hurting and someone who's struggling. Friends, I'm so delighted to have this conversation today. I'm praying right now that your whole, that the Holy Spirit is using it uh, to minister to you or motivating you to take the content um, because God has strengthened you today to someone else who's hurting. I'm excited about this conversation. I'm delighted that this is the kind of programs we have here on Faith Radio Network that truly equip your life. We ask the tough questions, but we leave with a note and a spiritual note of hope, knowing that our faith is grounded on Jesus Christ and we can have hope today because he is hope literally embodied. So don't forget that. Be encouraged. And again, just a reminder, check out all of our programs. Love to have you check out. Subscribe to the Jeremiah Johnston Show on podcast. Check out our other programs. It's been great to have you with us today. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hi, I'm Jeremiah Johnston. Thanks for listening to the podcast from The Jeremiah Johnston Show. I definitely want to hear from you, so if you have a follow-up question from today's program, you can submit it to me at www.askjjj.com. You'll also see how you can connect with us from there across social media. And don't forget, these conversations are available because of listener support. And you can make a gift right now to the Faith Radio Network at www.myfaithradio.com. And to avoid missing future editions of The Jeremiah Johnston Show, please subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. You can do a Google Play RSS feed. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and growing the impact of the program.